Good evening. I hope you guys are all doing well. We're learning Maseches Nazir, Daf Lamedalad, and we are starting Lamedalad and Aleph about a third of the way down to the new mission. <clears throat> this, this Mishnah is a similar frame as the previous one where a group of people were stacking one Nazirs on top of another about an issue that they were unsure about. In the last Mishnah, the one we learned on Shabbos, they weren't sure if the guy coming toward them was Ruvain or not. So the first guy said Hareini Nazir because that's Ruvain. The second guy said Hareini Nazir that it's not Ruvain. In a similar vein, this Mishnah begins as follows. Again, Lama Dalad, Lama Dalad, one third of the way down. Ra es a person sees an animal that has be'etzem, a suffix as to whether it's a chaya or a behema, different kinds of animals. So a chaya has its own dinim, behemas have their own dinim, the nafkamin is usually chalev and some other significant items. So we don't know what the status is of the koi. Fine. The Omar, guy number one says, Harini Nazir Shazachaya. This guy is confident. He's like, I'm a Nazir, and that animal is a Chaya, and therefore I'm a Nazir. The second person says, Harini Nazir Shazachaya, the opposite. I'm a Nazir because that animal is not a Chaya. The third person says, Harini Nazir Shazachaya. He says, Forget all of you. I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. I'm going to be a Nazir because that's a Behema. The fourth guy says, Harini Nazir Shazachaya. Again, these are two sets of similar iterations. The fifth person says, which is extremely odd. This animal has both features. The sixth person says, the sixth, the, what do we have to? The seventh person says, well, I don't know who's right, but one of you is probably a Nazir, so I'll be a Nazir based on you. The eighth person says, I have to keep looking at my fingers because there's so many. This guy is the confident guy in the other direction. Oh, you guys are a bunch of Amaratim. None of you are, are, are Nazirim, and therefore I'm a Nazir. And uh, the ninth person says, And the ninth person says, I'm going to be a Nazir because all of you are Nazirim. How does the Mishnah Paskin? The Mishnah Paskin's Bipashtos with no machlokes, Harekulan Nazirim. How is that possible? So if you take a look. Huh? Oh, that's not the answer, but that's very, that's good. That's not the answer, though, because you're, you're saying you said the phrase Harani Nazir. Right. So we don't know. It always follows. Let's see, they have to be tied together. So it has to make sense. Harani Nazir, because that's a doorknob. So it has to, what you, once you're connecting them, they have to be real. So the Rivan deals with this question. Inner margin, one third of the way down. Hektish betos to have a hektish for who I didn't nazir betos. It's a it's a nazir betos, so it's a hektish betos, and therefore they're all every last one of them is a nazir. Even though it's impossible, some of the iterations of our Mishnah is impossible. Some people said opposite things. I'm a nazir because it is a achaya. I'm a nazir because it doesn't matter. All of them are nazirim, all nine people. The Brisa opens two-thirds of the way down. Tani Chada, we have one version of our Brisa that says Tisha Nazirim. We're talking about nine different people stacked one upon the other, nine Jews, and each one was person one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine within our Mishnah. But look at this, Vitanya Idach, there's another Brisa that says Tisha Nazirios. It's one person with nine sets of Nazirios that he has to keep, 270 days. Says the Gemara, Vishlam Atisha Nazir, and I understand the first Brisa, Kigon to have a Gavre, Tafe de Itfis for Azil Bay. Like our Mishnah says, you got one guy, then you got two, three, four, five, six, seven. We understand that's how Mishnah was stacked, one person on top of the other. Elatation Nazir, Sahal Gavre, Hechemishkachasla. How do you have all of this be one person? That doesn't even make any sense. Vishlam Ashis Mishkachasla, we remove the word kid that's not. I understand the first six, maybe there is such a thing, because if you look at the first six out of the nine cases in our Mishnah, the first six cases is where one person says 
He can, he can say all six lines. The problem is that options seven, eight, and nine speak about they're dependent on other people's claims. Look at options seven, eight, and nine. I'm a Nazir because one of you is a Nazir. You can't say that when you're a This isn't like a, a person who has you know, two personalities, the id and the ego. We're not, that's not what's going on here. So what's the actual case? Aval Talaz, the last three, because they're, they're, the last three were dependent on one of the previous six. So how do we have that it's going to be one person who's representing nine Nazirios? It says the Gemara, there's something missing in our Mishnah. And really, it's possible that we're talking about one person with nine Nazirios, and that is that there's a tenth person. And Omar of Sheshes could go into Omar, the tenth guy, Hareni Nazir, Unizirus Hakol Alai. I accept upon me what all of you have, which is nine Nazirios. Because I'm only accepting what the previous nine people have done. That was my couple. That was my Hareni Nazir. I'm not, I'm, no, they're also Nazir. I am taking on what those nine people have, which in aggregate is nine Nazirios. He's the tenth, but he's only Chayev in nine Nazirios. He's only Chayev in nine Nazirios because all he accepted upon himself was what the others accepted. So nine times nine times 30 is 270. So that's what he accepted upon himself. No, why? Right. Why would that explain? That's 30. Uh, I wonder if that's why. Take that out. That's how you end up with your 270. Wow. I wonder if that's why. That really makes sense. Certainly does. Does anybody else uh, quote this? Kigon to Amar, Tabalia Tosos have it. A rainy nozer in Sirsakolai, Roa Tespene Odam, Shinitu Soatum Venizir and Bukoi, the Amar Hare, Alai, Cold Dane, Nizirus Kulchem, a reyeshal of Tisha Svekos, Nizirus. So he has to keep them all. Vimirza Lataki and Atmo, Yomar, Imeshalai Tes Nizirus Kova, that's the Rav Shimon caveat that we saw in Shabbos. But Baletosos don't say what you're saying. No. They don't seem to be bothered by it. But I totally hear what you're saying. Totally hear that. And then the moves it. The question is, why would you, you know, mm -hmm. everything we've said for the last uh, month has always heard of the words. It's cleaner, cleaner. If you it. it's cleaner, but the again, the balaitosas weren't bothered by it, it seems, but I totally hear you. Okay. Hadron Allah, Beishamai Baruch Hashem, we finished the fifth parak of Maseches Nazir. He wrote so we should come back to, come back to this stuff in seven and a half years. Amen. Buckle up, everybody. Today we're going to learn the difference between a drasha, which is ribui and miut, in comparison to prat, uklal, uprat. I want to say that this will separate the boys from the men, <laughs> but I think we'll all be boys by the end of this anyways. <laughs> so it's a hard gemara. Uh, the beginning part is not so hard, but when we get into the actual lambdas of how we know what's included in the Yisra of Naziris, that's really where we have to earn our keep. Let's get started. We know as it relates to Nazirus, as we begin the new parak, which is called Shlosha Minin, that there are Shlosha Minin Asur and Nazir. There are three categories of things that are forbidden for a Nazir. Hatuma, Vatiglachas, Vahyotse Minagefen. A person who's a regular Nazir is not allowed to become Tamimes. They're not allowed to get a haircut, and they're not allowed to drink or eat anything that's Yotse Minagefen. These words we have to understand what Yotse Minagefen means. The various portions of the grape, let's say the seed, the flesh, the uh, the skins, they all add up together. 
When do you have the Chiyuv of Malkos? The Chiyuv of Malkos is only up until, is only once you've eaten a Kezayis. However, turning to the mission on the top of Lamadal and Medbez, and we're going to be going until about eight or seven lines from the bottom of the page. Mishnah, we shown that we had a previous Mishnah where they taught something a little different, Omeris Adshiyishta Revi'is Yayin. And within this frame, we had the following halacha. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Afilu Shara Pito Biyayin, if a person, if a Nazir took his bread and dipped it in wine, V'yesh Ba, and in that bread with the wine, there was enough Kadeh Litzarv Kezayis Chayev. It's a Chiddush. It's a big chiddush. You know, you take your soup and you uh, put a piece of challah in it, and then it absorbs whatever it absorbs. So let's say in weight, you're dealing with a, a half an ounce of soup and a half an ounce of challah. And if their volume is a kezayist, then if that was wine, then your mom is chayv. So this is actually a din in Hilcho's Birkas Amazo, which is how do we measure the kezayist that you need to eat in order to bring yourself to an obligation of benching? You know, the Pasuk says, What's Kedai Sviya? So the post can write that if a person is eating a sandwich and they didn't actually eat enough bread to bring about a kazais, but with all the deli on the inside and the lettuce and the tomatoes, if the volume of everything in the sandwich is mitzdarev to a kazais, then you're chayef to bench seemingly midoraisa. Masha'in came when it's mizonos. If a person's eating cereal and milk or uh, again, mizonos mixed with berries, whatever the case may be, and the volume that you ate is a kezayis, but the grain is less than a kezayis, then you're not chayv in a bracha achrona. This is only a din by Birka Samazon with tremendous nafkaminas midaraisa. Okay, so that's what Rabbi Akiva says is that if the bread had been dipped in the wine and you eat the bread, if the tseruf of the volume of the wine with the volume of the bread is a kezayis, then that is going to be a chiyuv. <clears throat> One can obviously violate the Yisr with wine by itself, or straight up grapes. We don't yet know which parts of the grapes are the chartsanim and which parts of the grapes are the zagin, which is a machlokas tanoim, which we're going to see right now. One of them holds it's the, what that chartsanim is, the skins, and the, zagin, and the zagin are the pits, and one holds the opposite. We're used to seedless grapes, but the real grapes have, have, have seeds in them. They have to they have to procreate it. So that's how they that's how they continue. But we always get seedless ones. Fine. What's the machlokas about chartsonim and zag? Six lines down on Lama Dalad Amad Beis. The Mishnah continues. Rabbi Lazar ben Azari Omer, Ein chayev ad sheyochal shnei chartsonim vizag. You're not going to be chayev until you eat two chartsanim and zag. Again, we still don't know what these things are, but this is mashma based on the Pasuk because the Pasuk reads, um, uh, chartsanim, chartsanim is a plural word and zag is a singular word. So therefore, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, the only time you're going to be chayv is when you eat two chartsanim because the Pasuk is plural by chartsanim and one zag because zag in the Pasuk is singular. What is what? How do we know what's what? According to this first approach, which we'll soon see as Rabbi Yehuda, he says that the skins are the outer part. That's called the chartsanim. And hazagim elu hapnimim, the zagim are the seeds on the inside, divi Rabbi Yehuda. However, Rabbi Yossi, uh, and, and I should say, and Rabbi Yossi Omer, shelo site kizug shel behema, if you don't want to make a mistake, you should remember the bell of a cow, hachitzon, is called the zug. The hapnimi inval, the inside of a bell, is called an inval. And that's why, oh, that's how we're supposed to remember it. So actually, I, I stated incorrectly. I said there was a machlokas time. There is no machlokas time about this. That's not true. That is the din here that the chartsanim 
are the, uh, what did I say? Shalosita, Kizug, Shalbehima, the bell. Zogin are the, no, Achitzon Zug. Hapnimi Inbal. Maybe it is a machlokas. Sorry, let me just go back a second. The first sheet that says, Hachartzonim, Elu Hachitzonim, Hazogim Elu Hapnim. Yeah, that's the review. Rabbi Yossi argues. Rabbi Yossi argues. Yeah. He says, Don't make a mistake. Kazuk shall behema. It is a machlokas. Yeah. Kazuk shall behema. Hachitzon Zug, Hapnimi Inbal. Yeah, there is a machlokas. Okay. If I'm, messing up the e- if I'm messing up the easy parts, I'm in big trouble. Yes, but the language of Shalosita is very confusing right. because it makes you it's seem... Like the, yeah, it's often like that. It's usually. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I found this language to be confusing, obviously, because when I learned it in my head, it was a machlokas. And then when I read it, I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so that's the machlokas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so are the next eight lines. And then after that, it's all downhill. That's what we had said in our Mishnah, three areas of Isser. Yes, it's correct. That which is a derivative of the grapevine is going to be part of the Isser. But the branches and the physical parts that are, what grape and beyond is on is, is the Isser, and the branches itself uh, is going to be uh, is going to be mutter, I guess, in theory, if you want to chew on that. It's not really edible, but... Uh, it's still make a fire with it or something. No, it's consumption. No, it's he, for him it's consumption. For the Nazar, he has to consume it. So let's say the nafkamin is if there's a little bit of a stem on the grape and you just decide to pop the whole thing in your mouth, that could be a machlo, that is a machlokas in Argamara, whether that, what those are called the shoots, the, those pieces, there's leaves, there's four parts of the grape. There's the grape, there's leaves, there's the shoots, which is what holds our clusters together, and then there's the wood of the branch itself. So those are going to be the four things that we're going to be discussing. And the Gemara says, Masnis in our Mishnah is the Lukar of Elazar. What does Rebelazar hold the Tanya? Rebelazar Omer, Afilu Olin Vilu Lavin Bemashma, that even the leaves and the shoots are going to be problematic. The only thing he excludes is the actual wood vines of, of the grapevine. And we've seen them growing before, but we don't really think much about it. We usually assume that the vines and the cluster are the same. They're not the same. That, that he, he, that's where he draws the line. So it's really everything off of the vine he holds as part of the Isser Nazirus. So let's say you wanted to take the leaves and make it into a green shake in the morning in your blender, Isser, that's not allowed. You want to take the branches and you want to do whatever you want with it, no problem. You want to make medicines out of it, no problem. But if you're a Nazir, you're not allowed to do that. de Amre, some say that we actually learned this distinction from the Seifa. Ika de Amre la Seifa. What did the Seifa say? We had said, Same exact information, just do we learn it from the ratio from the Seifa. What did Rabbi Eliezer hold? So we have our Mishnah, which seems to say one thing, which seems to say that the grapes are the problem. And we have Rabbi Eliezer, who seems to say that the Olin and Lulavin are also problematic. What is it that our Mishnah and Rabbi Eliezer disagree about? Rabbi Eliezer, who has a more inclusive version of the Isser, where he says that not only are the grapes part of the Isser for the Nazir, but the Alan and the Lulavin are also going to be problematic. So what does he learn from? So Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer, Darish ribuye umiute. And Rabbanon darshe klale uprate. So we're familiar with Yud Gilmamidos Shator and We don't have ribuy and miut in there. So first of all, just in Lamdus, we should know that when we look at a Pasuk, if we're using the tool of ribuy and miut to extract, that's not the way that we learn. That's not what we do. Ribuy and miut is not found in the, in the Yud Gimel Midos of Rabbi Shmuel. 
We do have, however, klal uprate, and in particular, what we're going to be discussing today is a prat uklal uprat, and we'll see the psukim if you have them on the side, it's very helpful. So this is the difference between them. The reason why Rabbi Eliezer has more of an inclusive um, understanding, where the alan and the lulavim, where the leaves and the shoots are considered part of the Isr Nazir, is because of the style of extraction of how he learns from the Pasuk to the Halacha. Because he used ribu and mute, he was able to include more in the Isr. Masha'en came when it came to the author of our Mishnah, because we're their darshe klalayu prate, therefore the rules are different, the extractions are leaner, and there's less included in the Isr. That's the Rosh Prakim. And here are the details. Halfway down, Lama Dalad Amabez. Rabbi Eliezer Darish Ribuye Umeyute, how does he learn the Psukim? So the Pasuk says, Midyayin Vishekhar Yazir. That's a short list of things that are problematic. There's a hundred types of grape thing, grape soda, <laughs> grape gum. There's a billion things that could be us, or certainly in our world where we have extractions of every possible fruit and every other cross-contaminated food. We have grapes and so many things we don't even know. So the Gemara says over here that uh, what Rabbi Eliezer was looking at in the Pasuk was that was a mute. It's a limiting. And then the next passage says, which is a riba, that's a ribui. So we have the limited followed by the expanding. And how do we learn this? When you have a mute and you have a ribui, so then we have to include something new. My riba, what is to be included here? Riba kol mile. What does it mean kol mile? Not only the grapes, but also the, the alin, and the, uh, what was the other word, lulavin, that the, uh, that the leaves and the shoots are also going to be included in the iser. My miet, what does he leave out? Miet shabishta. He leaves out the actual vine branches. And this is how Rabbi Eliezer, it's actually not so hard this part, Rabbi Eliezer says, we have a miut, it's followed by a ribui. The ribui includes not just the grapes, but the olin and the lulavin. But when it comes to the vine itself, then you, if you want to make a magical potion out of that, no problem if you're a nazar, I don't mind. But the Rabbanon, they use a different exegetical tool to learn the Psukim. The Rabbanon darshe klale uprate. Please don't be confused by the words klale uprate. We're not learning a klal uprat. We're learning a pratu klal uprat. We're just talking about the genre of learning that includes klalim and pratim. This language thoroughly confused me. I'm like, that's not a klal uprat. It's correct. It's not a klal uprat. But it's in the camp of klal uprat as opposed to the camp of ribui and mir. So let's learn what the Gemara means here. One part of the Pasuk says, yazir, which is a prat. Again, as mentioned, it's a limited list. Then the Pasuk goes and adds, that's a cloud. You started with the narrow. You went more expansive into the world of Mikol. And then you came back to a prat in the next Pasuk, prat. And then here's a drusha, and I'm going to just say this now. The next 10 words are really the drusha that we need to understand our sugya. It's to explain the shita of our Mishnah, the shita that goes against Rabbi Eliezer, but it won't be clear for 10 more lines as to what he means. Here's what the drusha is. When we say prat, uklal, uprat, iatadana, alakena prat, what do we mean to say? Mahaprat, mufurash pri, upsoles pri, just like the prat. What was the prat? The last prat was Chartzanim and Zag. Just like one prat was talking about the, the pre itself, and one was talking about the psolas of the pre, which is the skins that don't make it into the wine. That's only for the tannins. They don't drink that. And they also get rid of the seeds. Afkol pre, psolas pre. There's something else being included in this list as well. So we'll have to see, because we know Chartzanim and Zag are included. That's Pasha. That's the Pasuk. That's part of the Isser. What else is being included? We don't know. 
But before we get to an explanation of this line to understand our Mishnah, we have a question on what's happening here. Imaha Prat, maybe we should have said that the Prat was Mefurash Pri Gamor, that we only mean to include a full Pri. Maybe that's what was meant to be included by the Pasuk. And Avkol Pri Gamor, only to include full fruits. That can't be. Because Amrasim Cain, if the Pasuk meant to say that we were talking about a, a, a Mefurash Pri, a, a pre-gamur, a full pre, then then everything in the Pasuk has been included already. That we know already, because it's a full pre. We know is excluded. So it says the Gemara, You shouldn't have to learn that way. The Lashon Achron here is referencing kol pre-gamur, but rather we should say like we initially learned that it's not kol pre-gamur, but it's mefurash pre. It is talking about a pre, but something else has to be extracted from the psukim. In other words, if we were trying to learn a drasha in this pasuk that was talking about the full fruit, we would have no klalu pratu klal. It would be simple and clear what's going on. Only the fruit is going to be problematic and nothing else. The pre, let's look back. The pre is part of the klal. Yeah. And then the Prat comes back to Chartzan and Vizag. Yeah. So the Gemara here is actually asking a slightly different question. And it's not different. It's just another layer underneath, which is, why is it that we're learning the Psukim as Pratu Klalu Prat? Maybe we should just learn them as Pratu Klal and leave out the last. That's really what's happening, which is, again, these are two different, two different steps of, of Rabbi Shmuel that we say every morning. So here the Gemara says, Ume Achar, we're five lines before the wide lines. Ume Achar says, Sofenu Lerabos Koldavar, because we know we need to include more things. What then does the second prat add? Lomar Lach, Prat Uklal, in any place, in what? What does that come to teach us? Whenever you find only a prat and a klal, not pratu klalu prat, but only pratu klal, the rules are different. We don't then only apply the limiting factors of the Prat. Then we actually add new things to the Prat from the Klal. Until you have an extra prat like we saw over here. In other words, a prat um, a, a prat uklal is different than a prat uklal uprat. In a prat uklal, we take the prat and we add new things to it from the klal. In a prat uklal uprat, we actually narrow down on the more narrow thing, so it's a more limited understanding. So therefore, now let's come to our conclusion. We learned the easier part of Rabbi Eliezer, who said it's a ribui and a miut. The ribui was to include the alin and the lulavin, that the leaves and the shoots are going to be problematic, but not the shabishta, not the vines. Now let's understand the sheets of our Mishnah. First of the very long lines, end of the line, Omar Mar, we had said a couple of lines ago, Maha Prat Mufurash Pri Upsolas Pri, Avkol Pri Upsolas Pri. So now let's analyze this to see how our Mishnah understood things. Pre inve the fruits of grapes. Psolas pre my inve. We know what the pre is. Pre is a grape. What's the psolas pre mahi chometz? That's vinegar to be included. 
What's af kolpri mahi? That's guharki. Guharki are unripe grapes that are also included. Af kol dipsolis pri mahi. What's included over here? Amr of kahanali sui inve dichrin. Inve dichrin are grapes that have worms in them. They're really not edible, but they're still part of the iser. What does ve'ad zog mean? Amar Ravina le'asuye de'bein habenim. Very unique addition. That if one were to eat a grape in the following way, you peel the skin and you remove the seed and then you eat it just like that. Is that considered part of Naziris? We would have thought, but Pashtos it is. But Pashtos. Hava means that maybe it wouldn't be. That's what the Klalu Prat, the Prat Uklalu Prat came to add in. So what then is left out? What's left out is what Rabbi Eliezer included. Rabbi Eliezer said that the leaves and the shoots are included based on ribuy and mute. But based on the Prat Uklalu Prat of our Mishnah, what's left out of the Isser is the Alin. And is the um, and is the lulavin. So that then is the machlokas in Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanan. According to Rabbi Eliezer, the isra of Nazirus starts with a grape, includes the leaves, and includes the shoots, and then you're done. Branches are out. But according to the Pratu Klalu Prat of our Mishnah, it's actually more limited. And that is that only the grape is going to be the Isser. The Olin and the shoots are not part of the Isser. So if you wanted to take those leaves and make tea out of them, Zagazan. Yeah, so what's happening over here, and this is important for Shas, is to remember that when we're dealing with a ribuy and a mute on the one side versus a pratu klalu prat on the other side, the ribuy and the mute will always include more things. It's less rigid. And the pratu klalu prat is always more narrow. And in this case, that narrowness is a kula for the Nazir because there's fewer things that are part of the Isra of Nazirus for the Nazir. So this is a difficult Gemara. It requires a, really a lot of time to pour over uh, to understand all of the pieces. But generally speaking, I think we do have a clarity. There's just different types of Limudim. And we're going to stop right here at Omar Mar, which is six, seven, eight lines from the bottom, six lines from the bottom. We'll pick up right here tomorrow night. And uh, we're going to continue with this sigil a little bit longer, but not as hard as the beginning part. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Is that the same uh, what observer for us to have a grape? Is it the same name?